Thank you, Van. That's, that's great. You can uh, take your seats. Good afternoon, everyone. My name's Sai. If you were here, if you arrived after, I gave me a welcome at the beginning. It's great to see you here. I'm the pastor of this church, and it's uh, lovely to have you at our Christmas carol service. Who here loves Christmas? Well, there's a few of you. Very good. Who here thinks they love Christmas the most in the room? Okay, okay, right. Can you, uh, who here wants to compete in a competition to win a prize? Okay, I need to make sure I pick some people who uh, weren't here this morning, I think. Uh, uh, yes, yes, okay. Um, oh, it's a, it's a difficult one, it's a difficult one. Okay, so, um, I believe, is that... Grant, you had your hand up. Yeah. No, no. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, is it David next to Jacob? Nathan, sorry, Nathan. Why don't you come forward? And Caleb, go on then. But I think you were here this morning, weren't you? But anyway, anyway, we'll see how, how you do. What we're going to play is a game of, this is my little friend that, ended up on my desk uh, about a week ago in, a, in my office. So I thought I'd bring him down to bring some Christmas cheer. But anyway, we're going to play a game where you have to name the Christmas reindeer. Okay? Okay. So, and if, if you name one and then you name one, and when you run out of uh, names, the person, if you've not got all of them, the person who can't think of the next one is the loser. Okay? Okay, so I shall start with you, Nathan. Sasha. Ah. Joseph. Joseph. Ah. There you go. You can have the runner-up prize of a Kit Kat, courtesy of the youth. And uh, you, sorry, Sam, but, uh, you can have that. Well done. Well, let's give him a round of applause. Do you know, I love Christmas. We are the sort of family that the first weekend in December, we put the Christmas tree up with the Christmas decorations to Christmas music. We've got this really tacky Christmas music CD that we got for 99p with uh, the, the Times or the well, one sort of paper or something like that that we got about tw uh, 20 years ago. And we play it every year uh, for our kids to listen to, which they hate. But anyway, I love all the lights. I love the excitement. I love the building excitement that you see in the kids around us. But no matter how prepared you are for Christmas, there's always things that happen that are unexpected. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. And some of them you wish didn't happen at all. But for those of you who have been to our other services here over the last few weeks as we've gone through our Christmas series, you would have realized that even on that first Christmas, then uh, there was lots of unexpected events that happened. So no one expected the angel Gabriel to appear to an infertile old couple and tell them that they were going to have a baby and that that baby would become John the Baptist. Or that an angel, the same angel would appear again to, to Mary, a young lady, and tell her that she's going to have a baby. And that baby was going to be the promised king to come, even though she was a virgin. No one expected it. Certainly, 
Joseph didn't expect it, as that video excellently portrayed earlier. He didn't, he didn't expect that, and he needed a special dream where God sent another angel to visit him in a dream and tell him, no, it's all right, it's not another man's, it's my special child. Look after this lady. And then, of course, there was an unexpected journey that they had to make last minute down to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Then, even, even all the way down to the fact that Jesus, God's chosen one, on the night that he was going to be born, there was no room for him in, in, the, in any lodging. So he had to go and be born in a stable with the animals, the greatest of men being born in the most humblest and poorest of situations. It was completely unexpected. And no human would have written a story at all like that. But God did. And in fact, you'll find that throughout Jesus' life, there was a whole load of events that were completely unexpected. Unexpected by the religious leaders of the day. Unexpected of the promised coming king. They thought that the king would come and he'd drive out the enemy. But Jesus didn't do that. In fact, he even healed some of the enemy's servants uh, occasionally. This promised king associated with the poor and with the needy of society. He looked after the outcast. He healed the sick people. Jesus was more concerned with your inner spirituality than he was your outward conformity to the rules around. With his adversaries, his adversaries, well, I'll put my teeth back in, he was as bold as a lion, even though they had the power to put him to death. And yet with the people that came to him with their needs, he was as gentle as a lamb, even though they could give him nothing. And he came with an unexpected message. And the message was actually, you and I, mankind, there's nothing that we can do to make ourselves good enough for God. We cannot earn favor before God by ourselves, but because of God's great love, which he loved you and which he loved me, he was going to make a way through Jesus Christ that we could be forgiven, that we could be made right. It's not by us doing something, it's by us believing something that we get to be made right before God. And by us believing in Jesus and his words. God even said from heaven, because he, knew, he knows how hard of hearing we are sometimes. He said from heaven, this is my beloved son. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to his words. And then the leaders of the time there, of the Jewish nation, they could take no more of this, this unexpected Messiah with his unexpected sayings. So they decided, right, we've had enough of him, we're going to put him to death. And that would be the end of that, they thought. However, that wasn't. And for you sitting in the crowd at the moment, you're there thinking to yourselves, well, Messiah si will speak on for a few more minutes and then he'll stop, and then there'll be mulled wine and mince pies available afterwards, after our last carol. That is sort of going to happen, but now something unexpected is going to happen for, for you at the moment. You see, God knew every person who was going to be in the room this evening. And for some of you, most of us in fact, someone else in this room knew that you were going to 
be here today. And for one of you, you're going to be the unexpected star of this Christmas carol show. So if you've watched Michael McIntyre, then you should be very worried at this point in time. You should be even more worried if you're here and you love Marvel films. Oh yes, you should be very worried. You should be even more worried if you support the Welsh rugby team. Especially for supporting Wales. I mean, I don't know what that's about, but anyway. But uh, no, no, it's, it's a joke. A joke, by the way, a joke. You should be even more worried if this is a picture of you in your youth. Yes, Owen Mudford, you are the unexpected star of the show. Let's welcome him down here. Won't you tell us what's going on in this picture? Is that classic first century headgear, I see? Yeah, yeah, no, that one, that could be dated right back to the first century AD. Um, yeah, I don't know how you got that, actually. It's my parents, did they send that your, one in? Your, your, your dad, your dad set you up. Of course he did. <laughs> yes, so I hear you love to beatbox. Y you know me, yep. <laughs> Down gonna, with the kids. Are you going to give us a little rendition? <laughs> Very good, very good. Anyway, what I actually want you to do is to put this on. I'm impressed he did that. I didn't expect him to do that. But anyway, the beatboxing, that is. And I want you to read this. Now, this was part of the first ever preach in the early church. And uh, it was what Peter gave on the day of Pentecost. So you need to read it with as much gusto as you can. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and the signs that God did through him in your midst, as you, know yourself, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you, uh, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the agony of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Thank you very much, Owen. That, that's great. If I could have my hat back, and you can have this. There you go. Have some chocolates for your effort. Yeah. The rest of you are still slightly nervous, aren't you? And maybe you should be. Maybe you should be. We'll find out. Jesus' whole life occurred in a way that was unexpected by the people of his day. Even his death may have seemed unexpected. And yet, as you can see from the scripture behind me, it was actually part of God's definite plan for him and for his life, that he would go to the cross to die a criminal's death so that he himself could take on himself the punishment for all the things that you and I have done wrong that offend God. And when we put our trust in him, we can be forgiven. We can be accepted by God. Not because of what we've done, but because we've chosen to believe in what God has done for us through the person of Jesus Christ. What you could not earn God freely gives you in the person of Jesus' life. So far from being something 
of a tragic, unexpected end to his life. It was actually part of God's deliberate plan. And it's why we celebrate his life so much, because he died to save us. Now, the unexpected end that the religious leaders were, ex- uh, were expecting actually didn't happen because three days later, Jesus rose again from the grave. His death had no hold over, over him. And he rose again with the free gift of eternal life, everlasting life for all who put their faith and trust in him. Far from this unexpected Messiah's teachings dying out, Jesus' words have been the most talked about and the most read words in all of history. One quarter of the world's planet today would claim to try and follow his teachings in one way, shape, or form. You know, more people at this current time in history every day are turning to Jesus than at any other point in all of history. The the truth is, this unexpected little boy born in a manger is actually the king of the world. Or as our unexpected star just read, he is the Lord and Christ. And he promises to come back to wrap up history and to renew this world where there'll be no more suffering, no more pain, no more disease, no more abuse, no more death. And for all who choose to put their faith and their trust in him, he says he will prepare a place for you in that perfect world to come. In the meantime, yes, you will face trouble in this life. We all face trouble. Jesus himself promised us that we would face trouble and difficulties in this life. He said there will always be wars and rumors of wars. But for those who put their trust in him, he will lead you through this life. He will be with you through the difficult times and he will lead you into life and life eternal. He gives you his peace to be with you. He gives you his joy. And this is the glorious hope that we celebrate at Christmas time. This little baby, born in the humblest of circumstances, is actually the Lord of all creation. He came to die on a cross so that you and I can know the truth of these words that he spoke to us when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Thus speaks the words of one who himself conquered death. And his words have proved true again and again. If you haven't already put your faith in him, your trust in him, can I encourage you that now, this Christmas time, is a good time to do that. For some of you, it's a, a case of, oh, actually, I need to decide to look into this more. But for some of you here this evening, you're in a place where you know you want to respond to him. So I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. If everyone could uh, bow their heads in prayer. If you know that you want to put your trust in Jesus and you want to surrender your life to him, just pray this prayer along with me now in your hearts because God knows what you're thinking. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me enough to send Jesus to come to earth and die for me.
please forgive me of all that I have done that is wrong. And by your spirit, help me to live the rest of my life for you.